Hi, AfterBuzzers. You're watching the AfterBuzz TV After Show for Containment Season 1, Episode 2, I to Die, You to Live. Join us as we break down the episode and give you our thoughts and predictions. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Till I die. Till I die. On the east side, till I Yes. Party music. <laughs> there was some partying going on in this episode, which we will get to. But before we get to that, I'm your host, Katie Campbell, and you can find me on Twitter at Katie E. e. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. And joining me tonight are two amazing people, four to six feet away from me, though. We got Gabriel Gonzalez over here. Hey, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And the amazing Tiana Hobson. Hello, everyone. You can find me at the Tiana Hobson on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and before we get started, I just want to remind you guys to please subscribe to us on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. We are also on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us that five-star thumbs up, leave a comment, let us know what you think, and tweet us using the hashtag ABTVContainment. So, tonight's episode, episode two of the series, how are you guys feeling with this episode? It's, no, <laughs> get away from me no it's getting like after last week I wasn't sure what direction they were going to take with the show and I was like I'm so excited but I'm also so nervous like yeah. am I going to like it am I not going to like it and I have to say episode 2 didn't disappoint it still has me so involved and I feel like I'm invested now where I'm like who is going to catch it next which one of the people who we like love and are yeah. rooting for right now is going to you know, be the first to catch it, and all I keep seeing are the flash forwards that we saw last week of people like running around crazy in the school bus, and you know, just screaming, screaming, babies being held, like crying, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have to see how we get there. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. They're keeping that ick factor really high, just right off that first scene where they're doing the biopsy, mm-hmm. and I like how you know what they're they're warming us up for it. You know, it was a li- it was nasty last week. It was a little nastier this week, and we <laughs> yeah. all know what's coming in a few episodes. So oh, yeah. they did a good job of keeping. Keeping us on our toes like it's going to get bad and we, we're waiting <laughs> for it now. We don't know. It's like one of them sneezes. Oh, this is where it starts. Yeah. That's what I love yeah. about it. Um, and I was on Twitter earlier and Julie Pleck was tweeting with the East Coast viewing. I don't know if she did it with the West Coast as well. But one of her first tweets was there was so much more to that autopsy scene that got <gasps> cut out. Oh, like more disgusting. Like more just ick fast factor like... Oh grossness stuff I'm, go- I'm good with that though I gotta, I gotta <laughs> sleep tonight you know I, I gotta go to the pharmacy pick up some vitamins I can't be thinking about I that mean, I was yeah. just on the plane last night and someone started sneezing and I turned to my friend I was like this is how we all die this is how it starts He's gonna be, he is patient zero. Yeah, and you're contained in a plane. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, Pretty that's much in a, so... a box in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling it's gonna get way more gross as the episodes go on. And we keep meeting all of these, you know, new characters. There's so many characters, so I feel like with the introduction of all of them, there's gonna be a lot of them that die. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're onto something right there. Yeah. Speaking about Dr. Cannards, the episode opened up with this biopsy that he was doing, and it was gross and everything. You guys were telling me before we went live here that you have some suspicions about Dr. Cannards, which I thought was interesting because I didn't catch it. 
Katie, that's because you're just a very nice person. You're a lover of love. Yeah. If you watch any of Katie's other shows, you know that she's just, like, the happiest person who just doesn't see the bad in people. And since episode one, Dr. Cannards is just something about the way he's so quiet and okay. mysterious and kind of, like... It's always the quiet it's ones. It's always the quiet ones. And then tonight, he even said, um, when Kate Katie pointed out the fact that the news reports had the bodies like who died first wrong and he was like some people's immune systems are stronger than others and like that was it and i was like but we are controlling um sabine said earlier we're controlling what the news people Mm -hmm. are reporting because they only report what we tell them to report right no one knew like why did we purposely say that he died first see what i think though when i'm looking at that scene you know because she asks it's like so when they do re- say it's over, which one of you guys is letting us go? And suddenly, you know, he has that moment. It's like, if you guys are released, and then she kind of makes him say, when? So that tells me, like, okay, he's not a malicious, but he's got to be on Team Cannards. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's in that hospital, too. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, at the end of the day, he's looking out for himself. He's not trying to throw Katie under the bus. But he will run her over with that ambulance if he has to. Well, don't you think they're just maybe, you know, keeping some information from the public just to protect them in a way? Because it's going to get more chaotic if everything's released because things are only theories sometimes and it's not just all true information yet until it's confirmed. I feel like that's, we're going to see Dr. Cannards have to, he's going to get to the line. You know, all of these characters, they're going to get to that line where they pick, you know, the order or their humanity, you know, like, do I tell Katie, hey, the kids are going to die in 10 hours, or do I say, you know, it's going to be okay, the CDC is going to save us, he's going to reach that line, just like a lot of them are, I can't wait for it. Yeah, do you think that Sabine would ever reach that line? I think she's already over it. Well, right now, I just don't think she has anything that, on the other side, that's really tied to her, so she she is probably the most level-headed person at this point. Just because she doesn't have any connections across the wall, if you per se. Yeah. I want to throw that one to you guys. So one of the characters that we've heard about but we haven't talked about are the grandparents of Quentin. And Katie, we haven't seen them on camera. And I thought, you know, could it be Lommers, the grandma? Because she seems like the kind of woman who would be that kind of angry stepmother. But her name's Sabine. Oh, wait. Well, and Grace is the, Grace the name. Okay, my bad. You know, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry, no, okay. America. No, that's okay. But do you guys think maybe Sabine does have somebody over there that she doesn't know? At, you know, maybe later in the future I we'll feel like she's it? just someone who's, like, because the CD, I don't know. I feel like she's someone who's flown in for this sort of event and that her ties are maybe in like New York or DC or somewhere else and not here. Well, we did talk about the possibility if this is the terrorism, you know, we might be in other cities. Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) But I didn't catch it last week that those two, the doctors died before the patient zero. I didn't like, I remember it happening now, but in my mind it didn't affect anything it wasn't like oh my gosh they died before him do you think it is 
because people get sick differently? I mean, I think that's totally true. Like, if I get a cold, I, you know, you might be different with the same cold. Right. It doesn't affect you as hard or, or, you know, maybe it affects you harder. Do you think that's what it is? I feel like that was Canard's trying to contain the mass hysteria. Like, you know, he didn't want to let Katie know just how fast those bodies are falling when they get sick. I feel like that's where that came from. And also on the show, they went through the body count really quick. You know, because so it's like, did they all die at the same time? It the pacing felt like it. So I think that's where a bit of that confusion is coming from. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was a way to hide how quickly the virus is um, adapting and changing and spreading at a faster rate through okay. the body. Oh, so then like it's going to be like different strains of it? I forget the exact word. It's like being manipulated. Because in the, the movie, Not Contagion, Outbreak... You know, the virus, it starts off as one strand and then it kind of adjusts and adapts to its surrounding, it mutates itself. And so I think that the doctors dying before him is maybe a sign of the mutation happening a lot quicker from patient zero to even the first victims. Because an outbreak, isn't it only through blood and then it becomes airborne? Yes. Everyone's screwed. (gasps) Is this one going to become airborne? Oh, Atlanta is going yeah. down. Yes. Like, we're going to have to drop a nuclear bomb on Atlanta just to, like, <laughs> the try to contain everything. You're just everything. hooked on that bomb <laughs> idea. Just, they're not going to make it. I don't Episode want to do it. So <laughs> yeah. At this point, like, I don't know how to designate who's safe and who's not. And I know that's what Sabine's thinking. She's over there like, where's the button? Let's just press the mass <laughs> destruction it, button. <laughs> she doesn't want to let anybody out of no. there. No. Even if they're not sick. I mean... I don't know. How can you kind of tell? You'd have to put them in in their own separate quarantine for a little bit that's different than the quarantine of the sick people. But everyone outside is, it's chaos. And everyone's mad and they want to get in there to their family. I just think these people are crazy. Like, there's something scary going on. They need to watch the news and they need to not want to get in there so badly. I mean, they're trying to get to, I understand they're trying to get to their loved ones and, Mm -hmm. Because you never know what you can and can't believe in the media, and no, it feels like no one's sharing how serious of a problem this mm. virus is. If they think it's just like, oh, they kept saying flu-like symptoms. So if you're thinking, oh, it's a flu virus, why is this such a big deal that I cannot get to my home right now? Like, And mm. then you have to think about it, the people who are stuck outside who live on the inside, they have nowhere to go, yeah. possibly, out there. Hotel. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Atlanta. Atlanta is in LA, but that's a lot of money. And yeah. it's about to be more than two days, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you don't know how long you have to be away from your your family, your house, your, your pets. pets. Yep. You know, it's they like who's that. taking care of all of this stuff for you right now. So, I mean, I get it. And I think that if maybe people were being more honest with the public of how bad that the outbreak actually is then maybe people would actually listen to officers. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, did you want to add something? Well, I was going to say, speaking of, you know, who's conveying this stuff to the public, we have Lex who steps up to the plate and he becomes the face of the people. Mm-hmm. And um, how did you guys feel about the Leo Green character he's with in the perimeter.com? You know, he's trying to manipulate him, sort of. Did you think, like, any of the words that he was saying was true, that, you know, they're just using you as a mouthpiece, and, and with mouthpieces, there's secrets, and 
I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah, he's de- Leo Green's definitely right. But I bet you anything, Leo Green is trying to do the same thing. It's just you know he's trying to come at Lex a different way. He's trying to play to that side where he's like, you know, hey man, I thought you were about helping the people like I am. But then Green is going to be the one who says, you know what, this is the inside scoop, everybody run, and then, you know, it's going to add to that hysteria. So I think Green is coming at it from his own personal angle. He's not, I don't trust him. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I don't trust him, but I also believe when he says that Lex is being used because I don't think that Sabine is being fully honest with him. and And I do think that he's doing... He's being told what to say in a way, but he also means what he's saying. He also means like, hey, guys, this is a dangerous situation. You guys need to trust us like to. And, you know, he has to be someone who the people trust and enjoy, Mm -hmm. which is why that, you know, video going viral was a good thing for the police department. But at the same time, he is being used as a mouthpiece. And when you bring in the racial factor into it with the bioterrorism, it's like, okay, to distract from the part part where we're saying like the muslim is responsible we're gonna have the black person come Mm. in front of everyone to speak because it's like okay you know we're not being racist about this because there's a black man talking right now that's interesting and it's scary too because do you think that he could break because of all of that oh yeah definitely i think um i talked about it last week you know him and xander they're pretty tight and Look, we're, we, I think Lex is going to be that first character. He's got the most pressure on him. I think he's going to be the first one where he's going to be torn between making that selfish decision and making the right decision as far as trying to save Janna and all that. But he's gonna, he has that pressure. All the cameras are on him. Yeah. And that's what I keep going back to. It. Xander is going to come into play because they both have that same kind of fire. And we don't know which one is actually going to be the one who makes a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Lex did tonight. He didn't tell Jenna about, you know, the storage unit container yeah. shipping yard blocks, basically, right. that were going to be put up. He was like, look, there's going to be some things about this that I can't tell you about. And he kind of kept his word to that. So I know last week I was like, he's going to be the first one to crack. I kind of feel like he might, might not. Stick in for a while. He might, he might stick in for a while. Yeah. I agree. And speaking about Jana, she finally calls him back. That frustrated me. (laughs) Now. Yeah. But now I think that she's actually very smart. I like what she did. She Mm -hmm. went to her work. She knows there's a sanitized area that she was going to go in there. She got in her little uniform and everything. And she looked in the fridge thinking about, you know, food, um, which was, there was like (laughs) no food in there, which was really unfortunate. But I think she's smart. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely tell that she has street smarts and that she's been on her own before, mm-hmm. which they, you know, hint at a lot with, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the foster system and all that stuff with her and Susie. So I think you're just seeing her natural instincts start to come out. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't help her for too long because now she's got all those coworkers who they like to get right up in each other's business in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> We're not lost on that. So. Well, we Got have it. Susie and uh, Dennis, right? Dennis is yes. his name. And Toby now, who is introduced. Um, right. And they all make their way into her little safe area, into the workplace. Um, did you guys think maybe one of them is infected? Maybe Toby? My he's bet's on be. Toby. He said he slept in the car last night, but I didn't see that, so I don't trust you. Wait, could he? Well, okay, now I'm worried to make a prediction. Where did I miss a character? Could Toby have been, like, the Uber driver for Lizzie? <gasps> I just no, they said they had... The driver. They had the they driver? Did? 
Okay. Yeah. They have Man, the over two. I don't like tonight's <laughs> show. Anyway, but you know what? I feel like it. I think Dennis might be that wild card. You know what? It just, you know, karma yeah. coming back to him. I feel like that could be a factor. So, do But it's think, one of the three. Do you think that they're having an affair? Or is it just that she has a crush on him? Okay. They're head, yeah. Happy There's hour. There's something going on there. Thank you. Okay. So, oh, fun fact. Yeah. That I was looking at Joe, trying to figure out where I know him from. Julie Plank just tweeted out, anyone recognize Dennis from um, the originals? He's Joe. Joe. The, Joe, Joe on the on the originals. He was like the bartender or something on the originals. And he was a he was the witch who last Where? season okay. on the originals he played Joe. Just That's cool though. Different sidebar, but just more of the Vampire Diaries originals family. Showing up in containment. I love that. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some more of that, too. I just too. need to join you guys on that show. Catch myself <laughs> up. I'm yeah. lost right now. I love her shows. Um, so, Toby also, though, is very untrustworthy because he didn't get the groceries. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared about him. <laughs> he shouldn't get any of the food that they've already rationed out yeah. for themselves. Right. Well, yeah. did we actually see them let him in? Or just kind of, it was... It's, I think they did. Implied. Yeah. I mean, implied they did. Okay. Yeah. Well, more things that we have going on inside the cordon is at the hospital, which started out in quarantine itself inside the cordon. And by the end of the episode, it's no longer in quarantine. But we have Katie and the kids in there and Jake. And um, I'm loving what's going on between Katie and Jake. I feel like they're really trying to build that up for us. They are, which I think is going to be very interesting because I also just don't think anyone's going to live past episode 13. Everybody? Everybody's going to die. So so you're saying you don't want to see Jake get Katie out of there? I want to see it, but my mind is like they're going to die in each other's arms at this point because I don't see how anyone is going to survive this at this point. In episode two, there is no ending that's good for anyone involved <laughs> in Tiana's mind. Only Tiana's mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a logical thought, though, because the show is going south quick with, the, with their health. Like, everyone is dying. Yeah. yeah. The death rate of the actors coming in for these roles, it's like, <laughs> great, you're on a TV show. Also, you're dying in, a, like, yeah, five yeah. minutes into the episode. Yeah. So, like, don't get comfortable. You ain't going to be here long. It's like, Lizzie, you're not going to have any words for this episode she didn't. you don't have any lines but you're gonna come in like a wrecking ball and then you're gonna die <laughs> oh and she looked terrible yeah. half the time blood running down her face the, yeah there's like green stuff on her face mm. i don't even know what that is but oh well that's uh, someone winning an emmy in the special effects department <laughs> you know, yeah, you you know who you are man great job <laughs> you know you got my vote so none of the kids are sick including um britney who has probably just hay fever just like her What's that mama's no. her mama's boyfriend said. That's yeah, true. yeah, which is which is nice, but I'm scared. I don't want any of the kids to die. That's gonna be a sad thing. But I think there's somebody's gonna die. I'm worried about safe. Quentin and Katie, you know, his mom. They don't really touch, but they share the phone when Grace mm-hmm. is calling and, and she wants to speak to Quentin, she's passing the phone off. But I mean if it becomes airborne, then it's, yeah. you know, a big problem. Yes. But what if, like, you're sweating on your face? That is true. It's true. I didn't think about that one, but I'm glad you did, because that is very true. Like, the cell phone getting past can be 
dangerous. Uh, I yeah. think, you know what, uh, more than that, I think what would be heartbreaking is if somehow, let's say Katie does get sick, and before she realizes she is infected, she knows, when she finds out, she realizes she's already infected Quentin. <gasps> that, I think, That's... that would be the heartbreaker for me. It's like, the mom gets the son sick, like, wow, it like, it got yeah. real. Yeah, that's scary and sad. Um, how do you guys feel about Jake and Lex and everything that's going on with the two of them? Because Lex is kind of relying on Jake to be, you know, soldier in there and, and stand up. And it's coming from a good place. But at the same time, Jake feels like, oh, really? You sent me in here. You sent me on this mission. I, I got stuck here. I'm in danger. I want to learn more about his anger issues. Because yeah. he gets so angry so quick. And mm-hmm. I bet you want to learn more about that. I'm just <laughs> saying. like It just seems like there's, a, there, there's no warning. It's just, you know, go from zero to 150 in one second. Yeah. For That's... what seems like a normal... Like, I understand that... Jake or that Lex sent you in there but he also sent other guys in there too to get to go grab patient zero he didn't know this was going to happen it's not directly his fault I understand you're frustrated Mm -hmm. but the amount of anger and like the beating of the walls and stuff like that that is what concerns me about Jake because that quick switch that just goes off I actually like it because of all the characters I feel like Jake is the most fleshed out and you can understand where he's coming from Think about it. We see in the first scene, he's not this racially charged cop. They show, hey, he's one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, okay, Lex, you violated the bro code. He's dating his ex, and still Jake is cool with him. And now his best friend goes and puts him in quarantine where he's about to die. You know what? He has a right to be mad. And so when I see that, I'm like, you know what? That's how you you should be feeling that. You should be feeling angry. You should feel ready to make some bad decisions, even <laughs> though you know it. Yeah. I mean, he's locked in there. He might a, be about to die. Just as an officer, you need to hold it together. Like, I'm on Katie's side with this. There are little kids in there, 10 and 11-year-old kids who are scared, who haven't seen their parents in days. And the one officer who's there needs to have his shit together. Yeah, he's banging in front the wall. Of them. He's banging the wall and going crazy in front of these kids. And it's like, what are the kids supposed to think? You're supposed to be calming the public and the kids and making people feel safe. That is your job. Mm-hmm. He might be quarantined in here, but this is still his job. And the job's not finished. So that's why I'm like, Jake scares me yeah. a little bit. Well, I think, you know what? We're going to see that anger. He's going to channel it positively, I think, by the end of the season. I, mean, I think hopefully. that's... Yeah, well, we also see him. He watches Katie take those pills, right? I mean, he was standing right he there. He had been right. close by. She was He's shaking, going crazy. Saw. What were those? Was it like anxiety? I put my money on anxiety, you know, and I think that's going to play into Katie's character. Is she able to hold it together? Because those we already know she's going to be the mother figure on this Mm -hmm. show. So I think we're going to see her personal struggle. And now it's obviously amplified 100 percent. Well, you know what? And if she lives through this, I feel like it's a really good story because she gets pushed to the limits to deal with her anxiety and face it because she's going to stand up and be, you know, brave for these kids. And then she could stand up for herself and be like, you know what? I am a good mom and I've been taking care of Quentin. And you know what? Grace and husband, I can do this. <laughs> Grace <laughs> and husband. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good story. Katie, yeah, I got to see is. you do the finger thing one more time. Grace. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> also in the hospital, we okay. have Bert, Grandpa Bert, who is just so sweet. Him and his wife. Um, what is her Michelle, name? Michelle, Micheline. Micheline. Micheline and Bert, who, according to Julie Pleck, are the only 70-year-olds on the CW. Oh, How cute uh, is that? Are you serious? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just on her Twitter feed right now. No, I love it. I love it. Reading everything Julie Pleck tweets. <laughs> I love these tidbits. Uh, I gotta say, Bert... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. He creeped me out a lot last week. I think oh, seeing really? him now. Yeah. Why? Because you know. he was well, with the kids. Well, remember he took the kids. You don't just take a group of kids sweet randomly. Grandpa. He didn't tell the teacher he was taking the kids out of the quarantine area. So well, he did. That is come to off catch a, a predator level. But he's seventy. <laughs> okay. You know, I, he did change my mind. Now that hey, he's right there with Katie. I don't want to see anything bad happen to Bert. Now you know, I I'm glad we saw this yeah. side of him. But the last episode. Uh, I just thought that was a little too much, but you know what? He redeemed himself. You know, Bert, don't die. Yeah, and he's really sweet. He's worried about his wife. He's checking in on her, making sure that she's okay. He's, you know, calling his granddaughter um, to go get her groceries, which, by the way, I was so freaked out (laughs) at who was banging on the door trying to get into the grandmother's house. Did you guys think it was Teresa? Once I saw the figure, I... I was like, okay, it's just her granddaughter. But before that, I was like, is she going to say, hey, someone's here or, you know, because looting is a real thing in these kinds of situations. So it could have been someone trying to break in and grab whatever they could because they thought no one was home. For some reason, I actually thought it was going to be a police officer because I I thought they haven't shown it, but maybe she's also in the building because it looked like they were in something pretty tall, right? So I thought maybe she's just Mm -hmm. on another floor as the party, as Lizzie, and they were going to touch on that. Okay, yeah. But is she on the first floor, though? Because she is in a wheelchair. wheelchair. I don't know. Well, I I mean, there's four walls. Yeah. (laughs) Could make it. She could be on the back part of the building. Lizzie was in the front apartment whatever it was yeah that's yeah. true the the thing that was it's scary too because teresa comes in with all these groceries and and she's gonna make a sandwich for grandma and um she sees on the news that her friends were infected so earlier in the episode teresa was at her mom's place right and yeah. her friend oh. amy's calling her telling her to come to this party which, I didn't like Amy. Oh, me no. neither. What are you doing? Do you see what's going on? Nobody's watching this, the news. Well, no, this is a bunch of high schoolers whose parents are stuck on the other side. And so I barely watched the news as a 30-year-old adult. <laughs> I probably would have been in the same boat as them, not realizing how serious it was. Would you been at would the party? Would I have been out partying? No. <laughs> but I can understand how the high school kids are like, hey, man, we're on lockdown. Our parents aren't here. Let's go crazy. Let's have fun. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. Whose uh, house? Oh, my gosh. Did she say whose house? That, she did say whose house it was, but whose house? Did you say it was Toby? I thought she said, thought, like, Nick or something. No, I thought it was a random character. I don't think it was connected. No, no, no. She's at Toby's. Oh. Really? So, I mean, might be a different Toby. I remember that. Okay, Amy calling. She's at Toby's party. Because Toby's mm-hmm. parents... Oh, it's to- he's totally infected. Toby's it. Yeah. He's it at Bitscan Data Recovery. But why is Toby a uh, high schooler? He's an intern. I, that, I'm or, confused about that, too. Are he's you? an intern. Or that, not just high schoolers might be at that party, but college kids, too. Maybe he's interning in college. Maybe. Maybe. He's partying with his younger classmates. <laughs> 
you know. Well, Amy, it's not enough for Teresa to say, no, I can't come out. Just all up in her face the right. whole time. She kept touching and, come on, uh, four, just come four, party. Four I'm like, yeah, she's no. eight months pregnant. What oh, do you yeah. want her at a party for? She can't be she, drinking. She's not going to be able to drink. It's like, what do you expect her to do? Drive you guys home? Yeah, she's got a boyfriend, so she's not going to be playing spin the bottle. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many things at this party that I'm thinking, eight months pregnant. You have no business being at this party. Yeah. And she kissed her face. Mm-hmm. Fluids. Fluids. Right there. That's just bad friendship. Do you think that she's infected? Well, we haven't seen any of the symptoms come out of Amy yet. But, right. you know, they did say that there was 30 plus kids at this party and they were all playing spin the bottle, probably sharing drinks. Um, you know, we don't know where else Amy might have stopped on her way into the store. I mean, there it's just getting really bad. Yeah. And they, wasn't she the one who knew Lizzie's name? Or was that one of the guys at the party? No, it was a girl who said it. Was it. Amy. Yeah. It was Amy. Yeah, so. She it, knew it's Lizzie. Not, it's but, not looking good for the three of them. They only took in four kids, right? The three of the kids at the party and then the driver. Yeah. Right. So why didn't they take in all those 30? Not all, not all 30 stayed at the house. Yes. But there were some other people there as well. Yes or no? It was just. I, I thought that. The, Two pe- it was Amy and a guy in the bedroom. Right. There was maybe someone on the couch. And in the kitchen. And on in the, floor. the kitchen. Yeah. And then Lizzie was in the bedroom. Oh, okay. That's five. I feel like they're making that, you know, that uh, the quarantine hall in the hospital. I feel like, you know, it's implied there's a lot more rooms, but they're also telling us they're all full now. And we still got more infected people out there. I feel like that's what they were going with that and not showing us everybody who's sick yet. Oh, okay. It's just a full wing of sick people. Yep. Oh, no. Okay, well, Teresa, I, she tries to use bleach to... So, I I respect where her game, where her mind was at. She's trying to protect her grandma. I feel like out of all the people who have been possibly exposed to this... Teresa's the one who's acting smart in this situation. She realizes, I need to get out of here because I could Mm -hmm. infect her. I need to disinfect whatever I can. Whether the bleach works or not will will be determined still. Mm -hmm. But at least she was thinking and got herself out of the situation. Maybe it will work. Because I feel like Amy has to be sick. And there has to be something that can at least put one of the strands off. Hmm. Right? Like, people have to go around drinking bleach to get rid well, of it. I <laughs> mean, not drinking bleach, but, like, if somebody touches you, There's got to be something know. to slow it down, something well, to I kill it. I don't want to see a pregnant woman be infected. I don't want to see the kids die, but I feel like we're... T- yeah. No okay. one is safe. I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't want her to die. I think she's... I, I think she's one of my favorite characters. You know, she's, the, like we talked about, sensible. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd want to see her make it, but she's... She's in for a rough ride, you know. Yeah. I don't, and it's it couldn't even be her. It could be Xander, like we talked about. Yeah, and Elizabeth Franklin, who was Lizzie Franklin, who was at the party. The cops go on this entire search for her because Jake finds a picture of her and one of the teens. What was he? Okay, so he was he was like the cousin, cousin yeah. of Saeed. Okay, right. so maybe they're dating. Whatever, they're at least friends. Um, so she's infected, and how do they have the cameras? Are the cameras on the fence, or where are those cameras? The no, surveillance it's like street cameras. Those yes. all just street surveillance. Yeah, yeah. Just okay, street surveillance. So you can pick up facial recognition. They can find you. They can follow your car all through the city. This is real technology that's out there. They have yeah. that around here everywhere. Yep. Yeah, 
Big Brother's always watching. Yep. That kind of makes me feel safe, though. I don't do anything wrong. So, in other words, you're someone who has nothing to hide. Yeah. Tiana? I mean, (laughs) I don't have anything to hide. I just don't always want people watching me either. Right. But it w- uh, it's helpful in these kinds yeah, of situations. Yeah, it's helpful in these kinds of situations. For so. the record, you're not going to find anything when you look for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, you know, it is one of those things, you know, that debate is out there, you know, is it making you safe or is it really just encroaching on your privacy? They're mm-hmm. probably going to explore that a bit in the show because there are all these other subtle themes from the real yeah. world. We're seeing it. So that might come into play. Oh, yeah. You know, if they really I like, that. like if they really go for, on a manhunt for somebody and, you know, we've already seen that they're willing to tackle race as, with the police. So that might escalate things. Everything. There's so many points of tension. You don't know which one yeah, they're going to pick to use it to escalate That's the a good whole point. situation. Well, the last character that we haven't talked about yet is Xander. And mm-hmm. he is so sweet to Teresa. He's so great. You know? He's such a good oh, little boyfriend. Oh and he cares about her so much, though. It's just really sweet. But he also wants to break in. And I know you said last week that you think he's going to just go in there. Oh, he's and that's going what, to. He was going to try again. Another yeah. tweet from Julie. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> Can't say enough good things about Xander, a.k.a. actor Demetrius B. Follow him. He'll be very famous very soon. Oh. So, I mean, Julie wait, really wait. believes in him. So she's I saying he's it. not going to die quickly? I mean, I'm you assuming know, he's going to be that, here a while. <laughs> I think she's just saying that he will be famous in okay. life because he is so talented. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying, I mean, we know it's Julie's fishbowl. We're all just watching them in it, so, you know. <laughs> well, you know, he might have other projects, too, that are that are pushing him up there not as definitely. well. But um, as Xander's trying to break in, he can't because there's storage containers, shipping containers right. being... Yeah. Put on top of... Is it being put around the entire thing? Yes. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, that fence... As soon as they announced to the public that the um, lockdown is going to be longer than 48 hours, it's going to mm-hmm. continue on indefinitely, is what they said. Right. Um, that fence ain't going to hold nobody down. Mm-mm. I'm surprised someone didn't try to drive a car through the barricade in the first place. Yeah. So, so you need something stronger and bigger and... That people aren't going to be able to get for me around. yeah for me when i was thinking about the you know the logistics of the fence i thought you know people have seen tv you know someone busts a fire hydrant next to it the water shorts it out suddenly got oh. people jumping i like the idea of the barricade because you those things weigh a ton people aren't just going to be able to push them over you can't just drive a car right through mm-hmm. them so it's gonna be now it's more complicated it's not just a matter of turning off the power switch are they so there's still like an aerial view of the whole cordon though, right? Like so it's just kind of barricading the sides, but you can see if you're like a, a helicopter or did they just shut the whole thing down over the top as well? No, there's nothing on top. Okay. It's just yeah. a perimeter around. Cuz yeah. I know we touched shut them in, then that's really just asking people to die cuz you're blocking in blocking out the sun, you're blocking out fresh air. There's no dome. It's just walls. Oh my gosh, and then it's like you're in the plane like you were yesterday with yeah. people sneezing next to you. And everyone just waiting to die. Okay, that's a good point. And also, we touched on it um, about people running out of food. or I think there is, you, you mentioned looting. I think there's going to yeah. be a lot of that going on too. Think of like the bigger grocery store chains that are in there. Because right now we have Teresa's mom shop where she already immediately 
jacked up the prices oh of gosh. everything. Yeah. You know, Teresa said it was like Black Friday sale in there. Yeah. Um, I was actually shocked that there wasn't looting because I feel like when you have this kind of high tension situation, that's one of the first things you expect happened in a big city. Yeah. Maybe they're saving it. Well, not yet because people thought it would only be 48 hours, but now that it's longer and the longer it goes on, I think we're going to see it. Because the beginning of this episode was only night one. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah. you know, the looting might not have started yet. Right. That's not to say that it's not right. going to start. So we're in day two or night two now. I didn't see anything. I thought we were going into night two. Not day yeah. two, sorry. We we were we started in day two um, with Miss Katie teaching the kids about the quarantine, and then um, I think it was nighttime when they were putting the storage containers on. Yeah. So this is night two. Night two. I believe. Did they show anything inside these storage containers? There's they, nothing. They inside. look empty. The that's ones... where all the bodies are gonna go. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's good, you say right? that because that gets into some predictions a little bit. So, in the previews, we see Lex is doing more press, and people are outraged, and more people are dying, and more people are sick, but we see um, Dr. Cantor's ask Jake to burn the bodies. I mean, I don't know what else you're supposed to do at this point, because it's not like you have time. The bodies are stacking up faster than you can alert next of kin. Next of kin could be outside of the area they're also all exposed to a deathly disease that mm-hmm. you don't want in the ground because you don't know what could happen from there so the best course of action is to that burn them to all. me though yeah. spoke more to you know what's going on with dr Cannards because mm. it isn't a police officer's job it certainly isn't i don't know how hospitals work but i know if someone dies they're not calling in their local cop to burn them in that what do they call it crematorium something like that where they burn the body yeah, yeah. so they're does Dr. Cannards not want to get his hands dirty? Is he trying to save face by saying, yeah, the bodies are there out of respect? There's well, a, it was fishy yeah, to me. That's fishy. I understand that. I, I read it more as the doctors are so busy doing other things, trying to save yeah. the people that maybe there's not enough time or maybe the guy who's in charge of that already died. Well, mm. it's like, where do you put them at a certain point once they start piling up? In the storage containers... Or burning them. Burn them. <laughs> yeah. Burn them dead, because this is like the plague. Them, wouldn't that make it airborne? <gasps> no, they're doing it. I would it think in... that would speed things up to definitely making it airborne. But they're not just setting an open of... fire. Okay. They're putting them in, like, the crematorium. The, the thing, machine. Like, so that smoke still has to go somewhere, and someone's still breathing that in. Oh, my mm. gosh. Mm. Maybe that's how more people will get infected, and it's unintentional. But, like, this guy works for the CDC, so... He shouldn't be making wrong decisions like this, right? It doesn't mean he can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you guys... Do you have any more predictions about what's going to be coming up in the future? I know I said that I don't think Sabine has anyone inside the um, the infected area, but I kind of feel like maybe her and Dr. Cannerts are something. Like a relationship? They work together. Like, I don't know. Just there's something about each of them that I don't trust. So okay. now I just want to keep them looped together in the same, because I don't trust them in the same ways. So I'm just thinking their characters are connected in more of a way than we know. Yeah, I like that. Um, I've already said that I think uh, Lex is gonna have Xander, you know, go a little undercover, get in, 
get both of their girls out and he's gonna try to not show his face but mm-hmm. my prediction Jake we've already talked about a lot of tension I feel like he's gonna make a bad decision but I predict there's gonna be he's gonna make a little love triangle we know you guys are used to it on the vampires <laughs> and all that shows maybe Katie and Jenna one of them wants to make sure they're kept safe and you know Jake can only protect one at a time mm-hmm. so I feel like mm-hmm. that's gonna come into play yeah, well, I hope Jana doesn't do, you know, Lex wrong. and But I definitely think that we're going to learn more of their backstory, Jana oh, and definitely. Jake. Because he kind of, when he found out she was in there, he made a weird face. It could be that they're just friends, but it could be, oh, I, you know, I yeah. will always care for her. Because then they both also, when they found out the other one was mm-hmm. in there, they didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, oh, how is she? Like, there was no real read on the emotion that they were feeling in that moment so i think there's something underlying i think they're gonna you know they're gonna touch upon it jake is gonna be that one who says look you're always gonna be my ex who's now dating my best friend that's that's just on a personal level that's just gonna come into play that's a triangle in itself yes so i think toby's gonna infect uh susie or dennis (laughs) gonna infect somebody and i think toby's totally the one that had the party I might be wrong, might be another Toby, but Toby was named as the guy with the party house. So, I don't know. I'm excited for the next episode. I'm excited for the season, and I'm excited to be back to talk about this. So, where can everybody find you guys? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Tweet me. I love to talk about the episodes and see what you got to say. Yeah, guys, thanks for watching. You guys could catch me all the time on Twitter at Double G on TV. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell online. I have a vlog and thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 